Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It is the last episode of the regular season. It's going to be a big weekend. Let's get it. Hot in the streets. It is. Doggy, the boys are running hot. The last talking baseball episode of the regular season. I'm losing sleep because I'm watching left coast games. Because you got to. You got to. The atmospheres are unreal. Out in Seattle, my goodness. Uh, And just a heads up to everyone, we're running hot this morning. Trev, coming live from my Denver. I am soaking wet. Soaking wet. New York City is underwater. Like, check in on your loved ones. I had to take a subway to an Uber to my walking feet. The the city's a disaster. Uh, Ask Marlins and Mets what's going on with that, and that might dictate some of the playoffs. Trevor, how are you? Kim Ang was ready to fight somebody last night on that field her and skip schumacher versus the grounds crew might be the fight that saves the world i'd tune in for that i really Mm. would Uh, i'm doing great denver is a beautiful beautiful city and um i'm enjoying it so far got three games to call for the twins these really don't mean anything so um it's kind of like getting ready for the playoffs we're going to be watching to see who the twins end up getting in the first round whether it's houston whether it's the blue jays whether it's the mariners a lot of good things happening man um I'm excited to talk ball with you. This is like the funnest part of the season. I mean, we, we don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of tight scenarios going on. And then the playoffs come and man, I am excited. I am running hot today. This is, it's going to be a good app. It's going to be a good app. It's not going to be a traditional app. Uh, we're focusing on what matters and it's some of the same stories, but it's actually like, it's happening. Like the AL West that we've now talked about. You know, since whenever Seattle got hot, kind of. Or or even, you know, going back before that, the Rangers announcing themselves in the season. Um, the wild NL wild card is a mess. It's, Houston is not going to win the AL West, people. Think about that. Yeah. Like, we had Houston winning it uh, pretty much the entire season. Texas has come on now. They've been a streaky team. And they got hot, and here they are. They're about to clinch the AL West, man. They're about to clinch a first-round bye. It's awesome. That's that's the more interesting thing to me, this Texas Rangers team that, as of two weeks ago, I think people were like, oh, well, they've, they've got a good chance to be the team to miss the postseason. It's now looking like they'll be the two-seed in the American League. Uh, the NL wild card continues to be as messy as it gets in the Northeast weather added to that. Um and it's just exciting, man. You're also getting some end-of-season achievements, like Garrett Cole, complete game shutout that looks like it locked up the Cy Young for him. That's pretty cool. Ronald Acuna, obviously, 40-70. Mickey Cabs with one more oppo taco homer. Uh, you know, Trev, you're always saying you remember your first, but you remember your last, too, right? Last official was against Kike Hernandez. Last unofficial, Mark Leiter Jr. spring training, uh, Philadelphia at Dunedin. Yes, I remember everything about it. 2-1 count. They asked me to be more aggressive in 2-1 count, so I did. So he did, people. Um, let's get aggressive on this episode. My feet are soaking wet. 
Uh, mm. God, New York City. Figure it out. Figure it out. And hey, when you're watching ball this weekend, have yourself a sports weekend. Throw on okay. the throw on the the baseball games that matter. Throw check out a little college football. Check out a little NFL. Block off the schedule and make sure you get the ppv.com fight. Canelo versus Charlo. Our guy Dan Canobio has been out there this week. Uh, had a little Canelo interview go viral. Whoops. Um, the Mexican superstar and pound-for-pound pound all-time great Canelo Alvarez puts all four super middleweight belts on the line against dangerous knockout sensation Jermel Charlo. It's undisputed versus undisputed. Saturday, September 30th, live on ppv.com. I mentioned Kenobio Inside Boxing Live. They've got you covered uh, with all of this. Uh, partnering with ppv.com to bring you exclusive interviews and content all week. There's no subscription required. You guys know it. PPV. You pay to play. Go watch this fight. There's nothing really like a big fight. Uh, So go order Canelo and Charlo on ppv.com right now. It's the best way to watch this fight. You do not want to miss out. Click the link in the description. You're a sneaky fight guy, Trev. Why, why did old fighters used to go like this? I think that's one of those. That seems like a bad strategy. No, when you see, a vi- you see a video of pitchers doing like the old whirly bird wind up, I think yeah. that's kind of boxing's version of that. What were people thinking back in the day, Jake? That's my question to you. What were they thinking? I think they were thinking you had a like better that. angle at like punching their face if you were coming like that. I have no clue. Quickest, quickest way to somewhere is a straight line. I mean, those guys would beat me up. There's no doubt about it. Well, that's know. not the question. I don't know. Like, you versus a 1920s boxer whose diet was, like, sardines and whiskey? Like, I think you have a pretty good chance, man. They were small, too, back in the day. Okay, okay. You know what? Thanks, Jake. You know what? Cur- you. I'd like to see the side-by-side, and but just if you're the same size in them. And just a reminder, size doesn't matter, and girls don't care about height. Trev, let's talk some baseball. Um, again, a little unorthodox episode. Uh, I think, again, the highlight starts out for me, Seattle and Houston. Um, In Seattle, the big bad wolf comes into town. Uh, We've talked about this a few times now. Justin Verlander, he drops eight shut piece on him that first game uh, because, of course, he does. That's that's all he does. Um, Good on Seattle and George Kirby, and we talked about that a little bit. I mean, he's getting... Balls thrown at him by the fans. Every time George Kirby is pitched in a game that matters, he puts a zero on the board. Uh, climbing the ladder of, like, dudes you want pitching in a big game. And then it all comes down to uh, game three, which truly dictates a lot of this because Houston Houston needed this game more than Seattle because they lose almost every tiebreaker to Seattle and Toronto. Um and it's a sloppy game. Framber and Bryce Miller both get hit a little bit. Neither pitcher uh, goes more than four innings. Uh, and the mighty, mighty Astros put together a rally, um, put a couple, put a crooked number on the board. They end up winning that game, eight to three. Um, so in the wild card, Houston is your last wild card team. Uh, they are a game behind Toronto. 
Uh, Toronto has the tiebreaker over them. Uh, Seattle is a game behind Houston. Seattle has the tiebreaker over them. So basically what we have going on here, as Seattle plays Texas, by the way, and we'll get there. So if Seattle pulls out like a a four-game sweep of Texas, which, spoiler, they did win game one last night, our guy J.P. Crawford, there's still room for a little bonus chaos, but you'd like to think Texas is going to win one and be locked. It's just a matter, is Houston going to win out? And if they... Don't do that, Seattle. I don't know, Trev. I like we just. I think right before we hopped on the mics, we were like Houston still at a disadvantage, but I don't. They control their own destiny, and like Seattle almost can't lose a game. And if that's true, and they sweep Texas, then I think they can still like win the West. I don't know. Yeah, there's a chance that Texas can um, clinch the AO West tonight, which again is crazy to think about because yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, everyone was talking about the bullpen and how they have more blown saves than saves. And it was going to be a problem. It was going to be their demise. And I quickly reminded people that things can turn around in the bullpen rather quickly. Uh, guys can get hot. You can just kind of get through their good stretches. It's the offense for me in Texas uh, that will carry this team. And they've been showing up now, like I said, on the precipice of winning the AL West, getting that two seed in the AL, which means you get the bye. And then, yes, you got Seattle and Houston basically, you know, fighting for the last spot. You know, Toronto's there as well. They're a game up on Houston, so there's there's still some action there. But reminder, guys, we've got three games left. Like, this is this is uh, a crunch time here. Um, he, Seattle, Houston, both been playing poorly, like, leading up into the last series. But it doesn't matter. Like, a walk-off win last night. It, Seattle was done. If they lose that game last night, the season is over. And... They almost did. And here comes uh, Chapman gets in trouble in the last inning. Uh, I think he loaded the bases. There's nobody out. Bochi says enough. I can't, you can't even throw a strike. They get two outs. And our guy JP Crawford comes up and just puts a beautiful swing on the ball to keep Seattle's season alive. I mean, the games are, the games are incredible right now. So, you know, just a couple of really, really big series in the AL going on um, this weekend. But it's all eyes on it. And, yes, you gave the tiebreaker disclaimer. Houston does not have the tiebreaker on either Toronto or Seattle because of the head-to-head record. There's no interdivision record going on there. That's just straight up head-to-head. Trev, I want to unravel things even more because – uh, you know, the playoff odds, sometimes we somewhat joke during the year because it's, you know, it is a computer algorithm that doesn't read necessarily what's going on with the teams or whatever. But here, with three games left, I, I think these statistics are pretty close. The Texas Rangers, 97.3% chance to make the playoffs. They need, I'll win, or I think they need, you know, Houston to lose, and they're basically locked in. Uh, the Astros are at 76%. And Seattle is at 33%. And Trev, I didn't do this math yet because we, if you're listening to this show, you, you know my brain operates a little differently. Seattle has three more games left. Houston has three more games left. Seattle would need to win, you know, three of three or two of three. And that would mean Houston has to drop one game. But if Seattle's going to win that amount of games, like, 
they're almost coming for Texas. Like, tonight's game, Evaldi versus my guy Brian Wu. Let's say Seattle wins tonight, okay? That would have them two games back of Texas. Yep. Um, and depending what Houston does. Then you have Luis Castillo on the bump. And then it would be George Kirby on Sunday. Seattle, in a way, is lined up. I. <sighs> this is where it gets a little interesting. Yeah, they they have to sweep the Rangers, and then they would possibly have a chance to win the AL West. Yes. Um, although, do they have the tiebreaker? No, but I think Texas has the tie tiebreaker over them because Texas has dominated them. So Texas. Can't lose the West unless it's to Houston. Yes. Okay. This, this is what I'm talking about, guys. I, I people are mad at me because they're like, "What does the tiebreakers even matter if none of it, no, no one's tied?" I'm like, "You're right." But I think someone will be tied at the end of the season. And I also, you know, part of our job is to inform people on scenarios that could happen, and it's just it's made it difficult. It's not a big deal. We're going to get through it, though people um because trev the what would be the sneaky most brutal thing to happen if seattle sweeps texas backs against the wall their pitching's lined up in seattle that place is going nuts right if houston wins out they would still win the west and then seattle would miss the dance pending what toronto does but yes. that's, obvi- that's yes. if everyone wins out. And Houston, by the way, does not have it easy. They are facing the Snakes, who they have a one-game magic number. Um, so they just need to win a game, or they need one of the NL teams to lose a game. But they have Gallon and Kelly lined up these first two games, and they're going to throw them because that still lines them up for the wildcard series. So Houston is up against it in Arizona I don't know, man. Like it, it feels like the AL West is going to come down to one or two swings, and then another team, their season instead of playing for the World Series is going to be like, wait, we're we're one of the best teams in baseball, and we're not going to the playoffs. We haven't even got to the NL yet. I think we'll stay on the AL just a little bit longer. Um, I think for Seattle, you know, if they do push Texas and Houston to the last day and they do, you know, go Castillo, Kirby, Saturday, Sunday, you have the off day, then you don't have them for the first two games of uh, your wild card round, which, you know, might make it better for your divisional round. There, there's so many things. I love it, dude. I love thinking about all the scenarios and and, and kind of what's going to happen. But um, essentially, we just got to watch ball this weekend. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. The most likely scenario is, yeah, Texas wins a game and they, they're AOS champs, which to me is still crazy to think about because Houston, Houston was up in that division for how long? Like almost all year? Well, was am, te- I, am I crazy it, about that? It was Texas. It felt like it was Texas the first two-thirds of the season. Then they fell apart. Seattle got crazy hot, and it felt like they were there for three days. 
Oh, you're totally right. I'm looking right now. And then and then Houston, Houston got it, and we all kind of shrugged, and we're like, like oh, with has it felt like three Houston's weeks left, Houston just has it right now? Never felt like they even got hot, yeah. and they were on you're, top you're of the t- West. You're totally right. They got into first place, uh, or tied for first, August 29th, and then they've either been like one game back, tied uh, this whole month until the Friday, September 22nd. So I'm totally wrong there. For some reason, I thought Houston was... Uh, in charge of that division, but they have not been. Can I ask you, uh, I know you talked about it on baseball today with Chris Rose, uh, the Naris Julio situation. I, I think a lot of baseball fans probably saw this, um, you know, in a, in a big series that Seattle Houston series that it was essentially playoff baseball. And if, if Seattle wins that last game instead of Houston, I think their playoff odds are flipped right now. Uh, difference between 75% and 33% math. Um, Naris punches out Julio. Julio had a couple big at-bats with runners on base. Uh, Naris gets him with a, his gross little split change pitch he throws. Um, and then he, you know, kind of runs up to him a little bit. Strikeout energy, a little... Uh, a couple Dominican guys. Naris has now come out with a statement. You know, me and Julio go back to 2020, and that's when we became friends and blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess, you know, a couple days removed now. Have have any of your feelings changed, or are you kind of still in the in the same boat? Uh, Probably in the same boat. I, I said from the get-go, I thought it was silly what Hector did. I mean, I get it, man. This is These are pressure-packed games, and you have to have the emotion and you got to be able to you got to be able to wield it the right way and I think it just got away from Hector a little bit there he was very fired up and he started going at him I think it was kind of like raw emotion he wasn't planning on doing that uh but you know you just can't do that it's it is disrespectful man it doesn't matter uh how much time Hector has and how much time Julio has I mean obviously Julio is one of the faces of the game he's got a bag so you got to put some respect on his name um, but it doesn't matter who's at, at the plate. You don't you don't do that. And I think Hector releasing a statement saying that like, he's embarrassed and he's you know apologizes to Julio. I think you know obviously that's the right thing to do. Julio afterwards came out and said I'll never talk to him again, which is interesting. But oh. I, you know time heals all wounds. <laughs> I think I think you guys will be okay. You might shake hands in the off season or something like that. They do share an agent, um, and they're they're obviously familiar with each other. So. I thought the situation just kind of, it looked bad for Hector, especially because when Julio kind of like turned around, you know, classic baseball brawl, the guy starts going the other way. And it's like, you never really wanted to fight anybody. I don't really know what you were doing there. So the other aspect of it, and I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it because it's, it's part of the stories. Uh, Eugenio Suarez said that he used some derogatory language, like a homophobic slur. Uh, Hector's denied that and, and our Joe's McFly has been all over trying to lip read. And I think I've seen a couple different people now uh, on X talking about, you know, what Hector said and, 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 and uh, both said, you know, like hit it, hit it. You can't hit it. Like I win or something like that. So I'm hoping there wasn't anything like that. Uh, because you never want to use that type of language, especially you know, in front of thousands of people watching the game. It's just you don't you just don't do that. You know, I don't condone that behavior whatsoever. And if Major League Baseball does find that he did use a derogatory slur, a homophobic slur, he's going to get suspended, and he should get suspended. 
I mean, Kevin Pillar is an example of that. That happened. Um, I think Yuli Gurriel had it on his eye black, got suspended for that. Like, it's just, um, I don't know. I, I, Hector's denied it. I need to make sure I say that. He's denied that he said anything like that. So we'll just kind of let the investigation play out. But it was silly, man. There was no reason to do it. I, you know, I'll, I'll accept the raw emotion aspect of it. But uh, if you do something, you got to own up to it. And I think Hector did. Trev, this, uh, you know, talking baseball's been at it three or four years now. John Boy Media, five or six years. I've seen, uh, I've seen some of our people go on heaters. Like, you know, I, I've been on an internet heater. I've seen you on an internet heater. I mean, you know, the, the original Braves prediction. You know, I've seen BBD go on heaters. Joe's McFly, you know, three months where people are drinking in Joe's McFly. Chris Rose is in the middle of 57-game hit streak type heater. He's calling games for his Cleveland Browns, which is literally his childhood dream. Like, that's basically 1-1 for Chris Rose. Tito retires, and Chris Rose, he's, he's obviously all over that, loves Cleveland sports, loves Tito. He's killing it there. He's calling out the ejection on Jake Berger. Online saying we can't do this in playoff baseball. Going viral on the Naris. I mean, Chris Rose with a five thousand liker. Hello. <laughs> um what wait, what 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 uh tweet got that? He retweets the Hector Naris video and he says, If you're gonna go that direction, Hector, don't stop on the front porch, walk in the house and oh, put yeah. your feet on the table. Um <laughs> uh and then he, he's just running hot right now. And this is even before floorball where I think people, this is obviously closer to our world, but people are going to see a Chris Rosen floorball that's just like unstoppable. The, the guy is undefeated. That comes out mid-October. Um, even <laughs> late night Chris Rose, 1.39 a.m. I guess that's Eastern time. He says, Ryder Cup starting. At least the Mets. At least the Mets ground crew and MLB can't screw this up. <laughs> He's hot. It's third hot. quarter clay. Oh boy! Um, All his worlds are coming together right now. It's running it's hot. Perfect time of year for Chris Rose. It is. End of September is great for him. And yes, he's he's very opinionated, and I love he that is. about him. He is. Um, do we, we go NL now and talk about what we got going on there? Because that's a earmost people that's a cluster fucking itself i think we do and that's brought to you by scott's you guys know scott's i mean it's the scott's look at the green and white logo you look at that and you think the best lawn in the neighborhood uh. and scott's have you heard of their lawn stream yet they've got a 24 7 what they, yeah they're leaning into it it's 2023 they've got a 24 7 hour live stream Going on of a backyard. They're doing fun events. Goat yoga. Uh, Jimmy, the John boy, uh, he called a wiffle ball game. He was yeah. the play-by-play on it. it. All of this is at the Scott's YouTube channel. They built a bird mansion. They have so much going on. Scott's is all in. They're pushing their chips on the table. Uh, make sure you go follow them on Instagram and watch all their live events uh, at lawnstream.scots.com. And... 
All the good stuff, what Scott's is known for. If you get two or more Scott's products at scotts.com, you'll get 20% off with code JOHNBOY. Uh, they're going to be a big part of our Blitzball Blitz this weekend, which we're excited for that. Uh, and you guys know Scott's, and we've got the hookup for you. 20% off two or more Scott's products at scotts.com when you use code JOHNBOY. Trev, you mentioned your National League cluster. Um, for those that don't know, Philly, they're good. And actually, we, we should probably lay, lay this out, uh, just closing off the AL. Right now, the one seed is done. Your Baltimore Orioles, a 100-win season. I mean, I, awesome. The, Unbelievable. All the videos of them celebrating, Gibby getting freaking doused. Oh, my goodness. I, start to finish, I think they've been the best team in the American League. And I, I think... I think people thought, you know, we could maybe like this Orioles team and they'd be fun and maybe they'd sneak into this expanded wild card. They've been the best team in the AL all year. Uh, Birds, we're going to taste Except you more. Except for the undefeated April of the Tampa Bay Rays. Baltimore, we're going to taste you upcoming uh, on our Monday. Uh, well, actually, probably not our wild card preview because you're not going to be there. And that's a no. good thing. No. That's a good thing. Um, Thursday or something. Yeah, we'll see you then. Uh the Tampa Bay Rays are locked into the four seed, so they will be hosting um, in the playoffs whoever falls into that five, whether it's one of the West teams or Toronto or someone else. Um, twins are locked into three. Twins are locked into three, so they will be hosting one of the West teams or Toronto as well. In the National League, my goodness, uh, Atlanta is locked. How's your 103 with a weekend to play? They will have home field the entirety of the playoffs. I think Matt Olson just hit 54, and Ronald did, Acuna, yeah. and Ronald Acuna Jr. just did something that's never happened uh, on these fields. So uh, they're ready. The Dodgers are locked in the two. The Brewers are locked in the three. Um, so Braves, Dodgers, we'll see you guys uh, in a little under a week. Brewers will be hosting a playoff series, and so will the Philadelphia Phillies as they are locked into that four spot. Who they will be playing right now, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, you know, of my two baseball teams, who had the Snakes in the dance this year and not the Yankees? Uh, snakes right now are one and a half games above Miami. Uh, they would be going to Philly. Right now, the last wild card spot is the Miami Marlins, who they're dealing with weather chaos, and we might still get, like, a fake 163, Trev. Yes! The Cubbies are a half game out. Losers of three in a row at the wrong, wrong time. The Reds, one and a half out with an outside chance. And boy, oh boy, wherever the Padres land is going to seem so ridiculous because they're technically three and a half out. I think they, they need... With a loss for them or a win by Anything, any yeah. other team, it's over. And last night they survived one of those rounds. Um, so, Trev, I, where do you want to go? I think it's the Cubs because I think they've put themselves in the worst position. Yeah, they just haven't played good baseball at all. You know, we've seen some errors from them. You know, everyone saw the Say Suzuki error that kind of cost them the game. The following day, uh, you know, was the Ronald Acuna Jr., stop five minute montage in the out of the top of the or bottom of the 10th excuse me or bottom of the 11th um it's been it's been a rough go for them man and this is a team i think that everybody's really rooting for the cubs like i know i am 
you know, they decided not to sell at the deadline. Uh, they have a, a fun group of guys on that team. Obviously, we're close to Ian Happ, but other than that, like, besides him, like, it's a fun group of baseball players to watch. And uncharacteristically, defensively, they were pretty poor against the Braves in that series. I, I believe they made four errors and it cost them a bunch of runs. And right now, you know, they're on the outside looking in. Um, they have the tiebreaker against nobody. So that means they have to go out and overperform and hope some other teams, you know, lose some games. But it'd be a shame, man. It'd be a shame if they end up, you know, tied or, you know, a, a game out and and they're looking in because I, I they went for it and they've done it kind of the right way. And I don't really know what that means, but I just really enjoy watching them. And I, and I want to see them have a chance uh, in the postseason. But guess what? That's just not how it works, man. Even with the expanded playoffs, somebody's going to be left out. And right now it looks like it's going to be them and it's going to be the Reds. And, you know, Arizona and Miami as your last two wildcard teams, I don't think a lot of people had that in their preseason predictions, Jake. You know who did, though? And I got this up right now. I took a screenshot. I went back into my text. Went back into my text. This is before the year I'm talking to the – Good buddy of mine, a one John Jay, first base coach of wow. the Miami Marlins. And I said, what a perfect fit for you. Hometown with the boys. How far is your place from the yard? He goes, it's amazing. And what are the chances Skip gets the job? It's crazy. Obviously, they know each other from right. the Cardinals. Uh, he said, it's around 15 minutes from his house. He said, incredible. Good for you. I'm excited to try it out. We're going to surprise people this year. I can't wait. I think this coaching staff can you." And then I said, I said, so much pitching, a trade here and there. That's going to be a tough division, though. And he says, it is. But I think our coaching staff can use that to our advantage, getting the guys to buy in. It's crazy. The majority of our staff played in the show, and we have real feel. Hmm. Spot the lie in that conversation. Zero. Everything's come to fruition. I mean, Chris Rose mentioned it the other day. We haven't talked about Skip Schumacher as a manager of the year. We haven't really talked about what they've been able to do there. And you got to mention Kim Ang in there too, making the right moves at the deadline and, you know, getting that pitching going. And, and you know, really they've been without Sandy, like kind of like being himself all year too, which is another shocking thing. But this is uh, another another crazy weekend for the last few spots in the NL wildcard, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yes. Uh, the Snakes. So teased it a little bit before. Uh, their playoff percentage is 97.8. Uh, they need to win a game or any of the other teams lose a game. They're golden. Uh, so uh, kudos to them. I knock on all sorts of wood, and I know Snakes fans are because they are hosting Houston. But like I said, Gallon Kelly uh, starting off that series. Um, man, those those are going to be some interesting baseball games, and a little final snaps to them, man. I I know you just said it, Snakes and Marlins. Not a lot of people had them. I didn't. I I thought this was going to be a big growth year, and we were going to be excited for next year's Snakes. Um, And I thought when you started reading a text message, I thought it was going to be from Evan Longoria at first because he, uh, you know, we almost. probably do have one from him as well because he said the same thing, man. He's like, these guys, there's something going on here. We almost called bullshit on him. We we're like, I don't know, dude. Seems like you kind of just want to live near your home and and <laughs> yeah, all that. We did call bullshit. <laughs> um, and uh, 
incredible, incredible stuff for them. The Cubbies. Let's give snaps to Tori Lovello and ah. Skip Schumacher. Are those the two teams that, like, sneaky love us the most? Uh, do the Marlins even love us? I don't know. John Jay loves you. Sna- Pipe yeah, loves snakes, snakes love you, that's Pipe, for sure. Pipe loves me. He's snakes to Marlins. Um, so, basically, what's going on this weekend is, and this is crazy. You know, we had, you talk about the rain. My gosh, guys, guess what? It's raining in New York, everybody. Everyone sends thoughts and prayers. It's raining there. Um, but it has been raining for a while. And apparently the ground screw of the New York Mets didn't put the tarp on, uh, in time. You know, I don't think they were playing, uh, while the rain first started, uh, and they just didn't put the tarp on. So as when they got the tarp on the water underneath was there, it didn't drain very well. Cause apparently there's no drains in New York. Nope. Uh, so the field has become a mess, and it became unplayable after playing through some more rain. And on uh, their last game of that series, Mets-Marlins, which, you know, every single game means a lot right now. Marlins take the lead. I, I believe it was Jazz Chisholm uh, ties the game up with a double off the wall. Uh, Guriel comes up and puts him ahead, brings Chisholm in to score the go-ahead run, and then all of a sudden, boom, we get freaking a postpone. And now the game's suspended going to be played on Monday as the Marlins are up two to one, but it's still not a complete game yet. Uh, if necessary. So right now, I believe what it is, is well, if the, if, if Miami and Chicago play the exact same through this weekend, then they don't need to go make it up. But if, Miami takes, let's say they take two out of three and Chicago sweeps this uh, weekend. Then Miami will have to travel to New York after playing the Pirates in Pittsburgh to play, finish the the top half of the ninth and then get three outs. And if they do that and they win that, then they'll go into the playoffs because they hold the tiebreaker. It's nutty, bro. It's a nutty situation going on right now. If you're, I hope, I hope that we do get that where they have to travel back to New York and get those last three outs. Because like you said, Jake, it's a semblance of a 163. We're going to get a half an inning of a 163, and I can't wait for that. I mean, imagine imagine that, because I, I think it's it's currently scheduled for 1.10 p.m. Um, on that Monday. So, yeah, you know, Monday, fire it up for four outs uh, up in C- City where the Mets – their season's very much over. Uh, I hope we don't get there, because as silly as that would be, it would Oh, also, I want it. What do it, you mean you don't just, want it's it? It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Um, that if you're a Marlins... Can you imagine being... I mean, they're going to have to have someone close that game out with their entire season on the line. God. That's what you want. And no, That's it's, what you want in ball. Uh, if, you, if we do get there, okay, so I'm starting to talk myself into it because the way you just phrased that, Trev, in theory, couldn't you throw anyone? Anybody. Like, you you know. If, Anybody. If, if you think bullpen Le, day, if, you're right. You, yes. think, you think Lizardo's the best guy to get those, <laughs> those last three outs? Fire him up. Like, you can – I kind of like that side of it. Um, 
and you know, I see JT Shaq Wah in that bullpen ready to go. Um, okay, so Marlins, they got to handle some business with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's throwing Quinn Priester, Andre Jackson, as Valdo Beto. Um, so like no Keller. The Pirates are clearly they're they're moving on to next year. Let's see what that series looks like. Proud team, proud city, though. Uh, never never yes. rule out Pittsburgh. Um, the Cubbies are at Milwaukee, and now Milwaukee's clinched. So I, I actually have to walk back some stuff because I, I thought they were going to be lining up. You know, I, I think if Burns starts today, I think he's lined up for the, the wild card, et cetera, et cetera. They're, it says they're throwing uh, Colin Rea, Jansen Junk, and Adrian Hauser. So... The clinch brewers may not be, I won't say quote-unquote emptying the tank, but with how teams use bullpen and stuff and with the gap between the wild card game, like, you know, outside of Sunday's game, you're still going to see very real brewers pitching and you're going to get real at-bats. Like these guys, you know, they baseball players hate sitting and not playing. That They're going to compete. It's, it's to what level and... That's a know. different level of focus, a different right. level of everything. Obviously, you want to keep your body ready to go for the playoffs and finish strong because your numbers still matter. Uh, in the end, you still got to make some money, and how much money you make depends on your numbers. So, like, yeah, you're not going to give away a bats, but the intensity is not going to be the same between the Brewers and the Cubs. Uh, maybe you get a guy in the Brewers with a chip on his shoulder saying, like, F these kids, mm. you know, and, like, that's that's ruin their dreams. Like, there's that. There's that aspect of it, obviously, because it's interdivision. You can feel that too, but there's not going to be the same level of effort, which is tough, but there's nothing you can really do about that once we get down to this part of the season and a team is clinched. I mean, we're talking about Atlanta is going to be hosting fake simulated games with, I guess I don't need to say fake and simulated. Those are the same thing, I think. Yeah. With fans. Right. It's a nutty time. Uh, hey, Cincy, I know you're playing three versus St. Louis. You're one and a half back. I, if you want to be some chaos, win all three, and may, maybe we'll see you guys towards the finish line. They're at 7%, uh, or excuse me, 7.9. So I'll call that 8% chance uh, of making the dance. And uh, What's the Marlins chance? They have to be super high. Marlins are at... Uh, sixty-eight point seven. Wow, sixty-eight point seven. Um, okay. It's uh, that would just oh my gosh! Imagine that if they have to play baseball Monday at City Field, I just don't know. I mean, Mets players. What? Did they have flights out for Monday? Like, what are the rules? Like, if the Mets season was going to end on Sunday, like, do you think there were final team meetings Monday and then it's you were clear to leave, or it's like deuces? No, they've been having those meetings already, bro. They've been out. They've been out. I mean, you can – it It depends. It depends what you want to do. 100% you could be out on Monday, especially if you've been out of the race. That you could, You're starting to pack up, and that's the saddest thing, dude. Oh. <laughs> The last week or so, and you're seeing guys like put stuff away and these big brown boxes to be shipped home, and you're like, Ooh, we still got a week in the season left. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's tough. 
real tough. It's real tough. God. A couple teams are going to be feeling it. A couple teams are going to be feeling it, and a couple teams are going to feel some sort of hope that they haven't felt in a long time. A three-game wild card to, to move on to a, a next step of the playoffs. That hasn't even existed for some of these teams. Hey, what was your preseason uh, World Series? Um, I don't know. Is there a way to find it? I, in my head, somebody's got that. We we had it. We did a social clip on it, but we also, I'm pretty sure, have some sort of. I recall you mentioned you at least had the Braves in there. I'd like to think I was on on the Braves. I want to say you had Braves Houston. Is that true? Potentially. Um, Mine was Phillies beating the Yankees, so I'm out on that one. I still like the Phillies a lot, hey. but. When the fills start to tango, um, they can go with anyone. Uh, actually, let's let's talk to Bryce a little bit because that was an electric moment from yesterday. Uh, and as you guys know, talking baseball and essentially Jake Storielli is brought to you by Blue Moon. Um, mm. The playoff lights are coming. I am here, by the way, the home of Blue Moon. Wow, that's true. Okay. We might have to get a nice pick out of you or something. Blue Moon Belgian White, the Belgian-style wheat ale. It's beer that's made brighter. Here's some words for you. Bold, beautiful, bright. Mm. Blue Moon is iconic as America's pastime. I'll tell you what. I had a couple of the Blue Moon lights last night. That's been my Thursday night uh, talk about the Yanks have a Blue Moon to get through it. Um, the Valencia orange peel, you know that's a difference maker. And especially if you live in somewhere that's getting flooded right now, they deliver Blue Moon. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball to find Blue Moon delivery options. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Click the link in the description. That's nice for that. You know, sometimes the playoff times are a little funky. So maybe you're like lining up to see your team play and you're like, oh, I think, yeah, I think my team's playing at eight. And then you look up and it's the 737 game. And it's like, okay, you got to get the chair ready. Get that blue moon delivered. Boom. Um, <laughs> how about Bryce, dude? How about him? Well, A, King Angel Hernandez gets in the mix. Um, yep. With just... This was a this was a breakdown on a T for all. Yes, this Jimmy. was this was if we told AI, "Hey, <laughs> give a give us a breakdown," and they go, "Okay, breakdown from something mm, that happened." Angel Hernandez at third. Yes, yes, Harper's up. It's a check swing. It's perfect. Powder Blues, huh? Mm. I think they were wearing the Powder Blues, weren't they? I have to double check. I don't know. Um, uh. Two identical check swings. One earlier in the bat is a no swing. The second one is a swing. And Bryce Harper loses his mind. Similar, you know what? I got to give a shout out to uh, Bryce because he didn't turn around like Hector did. He just kept going at Angel. Walked all the way past the third baseman, past third base, and got in his face, dude. You know what I, I, me you know. He's been thrown out more than anybody, I think, since his debut. I believe he has 14 career ejections. If I saw that correctly on on some Sports Center show last night, I don't know if it was Sports Center, but I saw 14 career ejections. Beavers, can you look that up? That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot, dude. Um, Most guys have like two or three max. 
I hate Angel Hernandez. I do. Um, him just standing there, almost excited when Bryce is marching towards him. Like, that's what he likes. I don't think he's excited. I don't think. I, I think you're. Yes, I think dude. people misread it. I don't think he wants that. I th- is he bad at his job? Yes. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but he's got job security. He wants so why the spotlight. Would he he's just bad at it. I don't think he wants he the wants confrontation. It. I don't. He wants it. He wants it. Bryce, you think he rung up Bryce on purpose there to get the confrontation? I don't think so, dude. I think he's just bad at his job. It's not his fault that there's no repercussions for being bad at his job. That's just the way it is. I think there was a little part of him that that was about it. I'm defending Angel Hernandez. How about that? Bryce is marching towards him, and he takes kind of like a power stance, and he's like, wait, just like ready for him to come. Like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm on TV. I think um, you're projecting a little bit right there. I bit. think if you were in that position, you might. You and Bryce tussling, that's... I've got another cold take. Um, this is kind of off the board. Do you see... You're a sports guy. Travis Hunter, the stud from Colorado that got knocked out sure. uh, by the Colorado State kid and people were doing dirty and all that. They just did a video. He invited the kid from Colorado State. They went bowling. And, like, part of me loves that and part of me is like, Wow. Like, sports have changed so much. <laughs> like, What do you want them to do? Uh, no, like, in a way, it's beautiful, right? Like, as, in a way, of as, as a society, we've evolved, but there's also a part of old sports that used to be, like, I don't know, you'd want those guys to, like, meet up and fight somewhere. And uh, I don't know, it's, like, good and just new. I'm out on that. You know, what's also changed in the modern era is the internet. This guy was getting death threats and yeah, all sorts of stuff. So I think, you know, Travis Hunter did a really nice thing, basically putting his arm around the guy and saying like, Hey guys, like if we're good, then that means you guys should be good. Collective internet who is all over him. Let's so go. Let's go. I, I liked it. I think it's the right thing to do. Pop culture show. Um, the internet is crazy, dude. I insane. people th- doesn't matter what, uh, opinion gets posted if I get put on talking baseball social or you know baseball today or whatever someone's always going to be mad at me no matter yes. what dude no matter what and I suck and this and that and it's like alright guys like they almost people almost I get, I'm going off on a tangent mm. sorry people almost like they don't think of like you and I Sure. And Bieber's here. We're just like on the screen, whatever. We're not real people. No. And that's not for everybody. I'm not saying everybody treats us like that. But for, uh, uh, honestly, a lot of people, we're just those guys on the internet. And they can say whatever they want to us at any given moment and just kind of like get it off their chest. So that's how I like compartmentalize it. If I'm getting just roasted on the internet, I'm like, well, they're not really roasting me, the person. They're roasting like that guy that's on their screen who like is saying something that they don't like. Because nobody would ever talk to somebody like that face to face. It just doesn't happen. That's just not how society works. Right. So that's how I try to deal with it. But sometimes it's hard to do that, man. Weird world. Weird world. Um. Trevor, what else do you got, man? I mean, we we can we can tell you some standouts. We could do some fuego. We could give an award or or what else? I guess baseball wise, 
pure I baseball. I think there's a few things, yeah, we need to get through. Okay. Tito, I think, deserves a, a, you know, a mention right. on this show. He had his last um, game in Cleveland, his last managerial uh, stint is this weekend. He's going to be done after this. Um, I don't know. I played against Tito a lot, you know, Red Sox into Cleveland. And one thing that I always noticed about him was just how even keeled he was and really how happy he was on a day in and day out basis. It's not like he's going around like chipper, like smiling and, and being like really outwardly, you know, uh, happy, but it, Whenever you talk to him, he was in a good mood and he just loved the game of baseball. And he was such a good people person, even to guys on the opposing teams. Like, you know, you talk to him at batting practice and he'd, he'd, he'd send you a compliment, dude. And you, you just don't get that from everyone. He was really aware um, of that. And I think he's he became aware of kind of like the influence that he would have or the importance that his words carried because he's become... You know, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame manager. He's become like a, a figure in baseball that's almost, you know, he's beloved. And everybody respects him. And I think he realized that and kind of began to give out just more and more respect and praise to, you know, people he came across because he knew it meant something. And And honestly, that to me says a lot about his character. He's just a good dude who loves baseball and, Loves to fire people up. Like he's so he's such a good motivator, dude. Um, I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss seeing him out on the field for sure, because he's one of the good guys. Yeah, I mean, you you know, as I'm sure we have a lot of young listeners. We do a lot of YouTube and podcast stuff. Um, that, you know, that's there's still I I made some jokes before the episode. I hopped in an Uber today, talked some sports with a guy, and he's He's a guy that's not going to seek out <laughs> YouTube and podcasts. Um, you have to understand, 2004, I am a, I'm a young Yankees fan. I am 13, 14 years old. I fight with my buddies at the lunch table, Yankees, Red Sox, every day. They get this manager, Terry, Tito, Francona. I'm like, I don't know. who is, You know, screw you guys. Screw the Red Sox. 04 championship. 07 championship. And anytime you got a press count, like I never had a an ounce of hate for Terry Francona. I, you know, I, you know, even Petey Pedroia, like you know, my a short king, a guy that I should have pictures on my wall if he was on any other team. There was times I hated Pedroia. Like, are you kidding me? This fucking guy, uh, Tito, for whatever reason, he like he embodies baseball, man. It's like yeah. it's fun loving, it's competitive, and even seeing that crowd go nuts and like. You know, Jose Ramirez is 5'8", all-world player from the DR and how much he loves this guy. And even even in that one screenshot, it was like, Jose Ramirez, it's it's Miles Straw. It's, it's, it's people from all over the world because that's what this game is. And Tito's just like, I mean, one of, like, beloved baseball figures is all time. Yeah. Uh, Altuve, Venezuelan. Just want to make sure we do some house cleaning right there. Okay. Not talking about uh, Altuve, so that's the good news. Didn't you say Altuve? Jose Ramirez, 5'8". You said Jose Ramirez. Yep, because he's on Tito Francona's team. So Good good call. Altuve, I just said a little brain lapse there. Let's, uh, let's go through all the short athletes. Um, <laughs> Jose's that are 5'8". Go. 
And you know what, Trev? I, I think there's two other players I want to taste real quick, and, and maybe it's a form of awards, maybe it's not, but it's brought to you by Manscaped. PSA, fellas, you already know, Manscaped, number one in downstairs care. Kind of rhymes, made that up. They've decided, hey, we've got the skill set. Let's bring it up, Norte. And they have created their brand new handyman, uh, an electric face shaver for quick, convenient way to achieve a clean shave and look. Whether you're looking to sharpen your neckline or give your face that smooth finish, the handyman has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with code TALKING at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code TALKING. Hit the refresh button with Manscaped. Uh, link in the description. It's Manscaped. They can take care of hair. That's what I'd say. I just cleaned up everything mm. with my mans. I have my manscape for my face. I have my manscape for my balls and undercarriage. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah, All I, dialed in right now. I get under board. there. I get under there. You got to. That's a sneaky. That's a hair yeah. spot. Mm. That's where I was last night. Oh, boy. Trev, the two players that jump to mind. That okay. One, I've heard you talk about as well as anybody about. And you know I don't compliment you unless I have to. Miguel Cabrera, mm-hmm. uh, he gives us maybe one more opposite field home run swing, and uh, people were also saying like, "Wow, it might be a fun Hall of Fame in five years." It might be Miggy Cabs and Tito. Hey, can we take the five years off for managers like Tito's? <laughs> I don't know if we need to. Any, any, any. Why? What's five years? <laughs> what is mean? that? What is that? It's a great. Oh yeah, point. Miguel Cabrera. We're gonna wait. Let's like, wait what, five points. Let's wait five. Um, and I do think, and Braves fans uh, wanted to hear us a little more. And, hey, Braves fans get rowdy because we're about to talk about them a lot in October. Um, Ronald Cunha, I, I mean, it, it just deserves to be said more. There's a lot of internet hubbub about it. And, you know, se- well, 70 this year, is that really so- doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> up. Who says that? I hate that person if you're saying that. 40, 70. So, um, I mean, I... I wanted to tee you up uh, because, A, I've heard you talk about Miguel Cabrera so beautifully before. So this is our little uh, Venezuelan finale uh, for Miggy Cabs and what Ronald Acuna Jr. has done this year. I don't know what else there is to say about Miggy Cabs that I haven't already said on this show. Um, Another guy that was open and willing to help other players around the league, even guys that weren't on his team. Let's start just on his team. If you played with Mickey Cabs, you know, from 2010 to 2017, 18 with the Tigers, like you became an unbelievable hitter under his tutelage. I mean, just think about the guys that he's worked with and who he's helped change their careers. I'll, you know, Nick Castellanos, one of them right there, who's turned into, you know, one of the better hitters in the league because. Well, he was around Miggy Cabs. What about J.D. Martinez? Around Miggy Cabs, learning from him, you know, him and and I mean, it's just, you'd get around the cage and he would talk to you about hitting the greatest, one of the greatest right-handed hitters we've ever seen in this game would sit around and just talk hitting with the opposing team. With, you know, obviously with guys on the team sitting in the cage with them doing it, but to be able to do that with the opposing team as well, I thought was was nuts. And I've mentioned it before, and I'll say it again. 
because I think it is crazy that this it just doesn't happen. There's a couple guys. Mickey Cabs and Shohei Otani are the only guys that I know. Maybe a little John Carlos Stanton here and there. Mm. Uh, where guys would make it a point to go out and watch him hit batting practice. Now, Shohei doesn't hit batting practice a lot, so when he does, I understand that you'd want to go watch him do it. Mickey Cabs hit batting practice every single day on the field. And you would make it a point to get your ass out there and watch it. And it wasn't just the young guys. It was everybody. We'll just go watch him hit BP. That's how impressive it was. You know, you would learn so much just by watching what he did. He wasn't trying to hit home runs all over the place. He was spraying balls. And then in the last round, he would just go right field, right center, center field, left center. He would do around the world with homers. And he wouldn't even have to have like an extra swing. It was just so impressive. The bat control, the power, the consistency of his swing, uh, the adjustments he would make uh, when he needed to, when his body was feeling off. You know, if you if you watched him hit, he'd have a leg kick. Then he wouldn't have a leg kick. He'd just go up on his toe like Albert Pujols did. It, everything was calculated. It was perfect. When you watched his swing, it was it was the swing you were trying to get. The emotions you were trying to make, Mickey just did them. You know, naturally, and he worked at it. Like it's shout out, Miggy, dude. I don't know. There's definitely more I can say. The guy was class act, and and watching him was a fucking privilege, man. Yeah, as as uh, you know, someone who, whether it was fantasy baseball or now looking at Baseball Reference and now getting to talk about baseball, um, I always. And now that I'm getting older, and I I actually am starting to feel what it's like to have a 34 year old body. In a couple weeks, wink, wink. Um, Miguel Cabrera for 13 seasons, which I wanna, I wanna hit on that quick, because Trev, every time a player hits 10 years, that's a massive accomplishment. That's something Jimmy always brings up. Since we've gotten closer to the game, we realize how much that means to guys. Like, there's so few that makes it to that 10 year mark. I was happy the other day. Dallas Keuchel. Coming out of the saw him last night. Coming out of the Twins pen, fighting for the end of his career. A guy that's won Cy Youngs, multiple Gold Gloves, All Star games. He just hit that ten year mark. That like, wow, dude. Uh, you know that guy's an elite, elite ball player. Um, and he just hit ten years. So moving from that, Miguel Cabrera for thirteen years averaged one hundred fifty five games a season. He hit 323, 402, a 566 slugging for a 968 OPS for 13 years. (laughs) That's what he rolled out and did. So there's some of you who, you know, I'll be honest, since 2017, he hasn't really been the same cat because father time catches up with literally everyone. So if if you have that Miguel Cabrera in your head, Know that there's a Miguel Cabrera. Is there anyone that's doing 323? You won the triple crown, bro. Back-to-back MVPs. Like, I don't even... I was going to give a comparison. Like, who's putting up the 323, 402, 566 slugging? Maybe like Acuna without the speed? (laughs) Like, that's kind of what he did for 13 years. I'm looking at his stat page now, and I have one question. Sure. First of all, we're on Miguel Cabrera OPS 900 watch because he's right now at 900 on the dot for his career. Do you just sit him out the last three games? 
We don't want to see that thing get in the eights, Mickey. You're not an eight guy. You need the nerds to crunch the numbers there. And yeah, be like, let's, hey, let's how, fudge some stuff. How yeah. far can we um, push that? Another thing I, I saw that was interesting, I've never seen this. Maybe I haven't looked hard enough. Uh, 2003's rookie year, he plays 87 games. He gets MVP 27? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's one of those rider so, I mean, votes. I, I love yeah. it because that means he got MVP votes from 2003 all the way through 2016. Every single year, he was he got an MVP vote. Which, dude, if I got one MVP vote, I would jump for freaking joy, even if it was MVP 27. Um, That's really incredible. And I'm looking at that right now. I, I wonder I wonder how many players have gotten MVP votes in 13 or more seasons in a row. I'm sure there are some, but not many. If we're Cleveland, let's, uh, you know, don't be shy to throw a couple fastballs right. down Maine. Just one, just one more homer, and then just he's golden, man. Um, and yeah, I guess anything else to add about Ronnie? I, I know it sounds ridiculous to say we're adding about it, but forty seventy, forty seventies nuts. He just knew, like, I mean, in the game when he did it, and I guess I don't know. Have we talked about that whole scenario? On I keep saying that word every i feel like every episode there's a word i say too many okay. times and today it's that word uh have we talked about like the montage during the game Broadcast? on the show yet, i don't or think did we so. miss that i don't think so in that game i mean i guess it's in any game you just know he's gonna steal yeah everybody in the whole park knows he's gonna steal and he just goes and swipes it back it's like it's like so easy for him what do you think about the montage and all that what's your stance on i gave mine um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have like a, a hard take on it. Like I, you're watching baseball history. So like that deserves to be enjoyed. But also if you're the opposing broadcast, like, I don't know. You should be hype about it. <laughs> Maybe it's you just, should be. It was planned the entire time. Unfortunate <laughs> timing for it to happen. Yeah. And I totally understand the Cubs side of it, but I do lean Braves and I'm like, you know, it's not the Braves' fault that you're in a do-or-die situation right now. Or maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, all right, T-Pain. I mean... We're here, we're, baby. We are here. We're actually here. Uh, some games... Go, who, who gets left out in the AL, and then we're done? Who gets left out in the American League... If I had to bet today, and I, I hate to say this, but I I would bet Seattle. Is it is it is it snakes and marlins in the NL? Um are you leaving things as is right now? Uh, I think I am. I think I'm leaving it. Yeah. I would kind of love to see Houston jump Toronto. <laughs> Toronto, I guess if I had to pick an area of chaos, I'd say Toronto and Houston. I, I don't know whether the Rays put Toronto in the torture chamber because I've seen them do that in games that do not matter to them. They did it to the Yankees. They're still going to raise. Like, they're still going to pitch a ton. 
They're going to do their They're thing. They're still going to play their matchups. Like, the Rays can raise you. Um, in Houston, I don't know. In this bizarre Houston year where it's never felt fully game on, like, Gallon and Kelly could punch them in the mouth. I Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all, but actually wrapping my reign around what Seattle has to do to Texas while needing that extra help. Do you think J.P. Crawford sparked it, though, last night? Like, that is the type of situation <laughs> that happens, and then they just go on this run, and they sweep the whole thing. Holy, they're 2-8. And, and then by they're the red hot right into now, the so playoffs. I, I, want, I want Seattle to know I'm rooting for them because – Tonight's game is massive. Brian Wu versus Valdi. If you take down Nate and the Rangers tonight, you have Castillo and Kirby lined up. Let's go. Ladies and germs, enjoy the weekend. Watch some baseball because a couple of these games are playoff baseball and then it's the real deal. Wild card, baby. Chick sucks. You see Kelsey at the park today. Love that. What? Hey, New York, come to Billy's. See some people at Billy's this weekend. Oh, live streaming games. Forgotten Rotten, new teammate. What? Forgotten Rotten rumors. Whoa.